All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun, who has been trying to get some numbers, trying to get some answers. Uh, good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, how is this going? Because you, you've got a question. It seems kind of simple. Why did the budget go way up for the Cowichan District Hospital? But it's been tough getting answers. Uh, yes, not easy to do. Let's see. On Friday, the finance ministry reported that suddenly the cost of replacing the hospital in Cowichan, the Cowichan District Hospital reported that the cost had suddenly gone up 63%. I say suddenly because for two years, the New Democrats had been telling us that they'd approved the business plan and it was going to cost precisely $887 million to build a brand new hospital up there. 204 beds, state-of-the-art hospital, the old hospital was more than 50 years old. So, you know, the, the project made sense. And up to September, that's what they said it was going to cost. And then suddenly, in the November update, so three months later, they say, wait a minute. No, it's actually going to cost $1.44 billion. So in three months, that's a big the, cost, the cost of building it escalates by more than half a billion dollars, $559 million and... That's 63%. The explanation given to us on Friday, Simi, was meager uh, labor shortages. Mm, You kind of went, it's got to be more than that. So yesterday I asked the health ministry uh, for an explanation and the finance ministry. I asked early in the day because it takes time, even though they must have known the answers because they reported it on Friday. Uh, my colleague, uh, our colleague, Rob Shaw, asked the same question and finally got the answer yesterday after deadline for both of us. So it took them all day to tell us what they already knew. And Simi, oh man, the explanation for this. So let's see, labor yeah. costs. Okay, so there are labor shortages. They're real, but that's not going to be $559 million. Uh, inflation, yeah, okay, well, inflation is real too. Supply chain problems, global, okay. And we go along this long list, I mean, but the only thing they didn't blame it on was the tides, which was what they blamed some of the problems with the Fast Ferry Project on. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, and by the way, they increased the size of the project. After the business plan was produced and after the cabinet approved the budget, they then turned around and increased the floor plan of the replacement hospital by 18%, like almost 20%. Don't you have to go back then to take it back because that's a new business plan and that's a new, you know. Yeah, and rationalize it and explain it to the public and, and... the new hospital was already going to be three times the size of the old one. So, you know, the billion-dollar amounts are huge, but, Simi, this one is approaching a cost of a billion and a half dollars. And for comparison's sake, that's putting it into the same ballpark as the second hospital that they're promising for Surrey, which, you know, not to take anything away from Cowichan, but Surrey's a much bigger place, and that is a more ambitious project. So I didn't find the explanation very good. They got asked, Simi, this is the first hospital to be built in British Columbia under one of these union-favoring community benefit agreements that the New Democrats insist on, and they favor union labor. 
Um, so uh, ask the government, uh, what was that a factor? Oh, no, no, that's not a factor. Well, as it happens, there is a leaked report from Partnerships BC, Simi, which is a government agency, which warned the New Democrats ahead of time, if you go to a community benefits agreement, that is going to add 20% to the cost of building the hospital because CBAs are expensive and there's another problem. There are a lot of builders out there, Simi, who won't bid on CBA projects. If the New Democrats insist on a community benefits agreement, there are builders out there who see it as a kind of a backdoor way of unionizing their workforce. Right. So they just won't bid. And if you reduce the pool of bidders, the remaining ones that are willing to jump in on a project that's approaching a billion and a half dollars, they got you over a bit of a barrel because, you know, with competition, you get better bids. So uh, this one's still hanging out there as an embarrassment, I think. But uh, there you go. It okay. takes all day to get the answer. And uh, I don't think the answer really tells you what happened. No, it doesn't, because I'm I'm curious about this. There's so many new hospitals that are being built in this province. Terrace is getting one. I think they're replacing Royal Inland Hospital. You've got yep. this one in Surrey. You've got half a dozen projects. Why is this one causing so many problems? Well, because this one's been a political football from the beginning. So way back in the 2017 election, John Horgan promised a new hospital in Cowichan. So in the 2017 election, the New, the new Democrats held the seat, Cowichan Valley. Going into the election, they were worried about losing it to the Greens. And so Horgan goes in and promises a new hospital. Hey, vote NDP, you'll get a new hospital. And that didn't work. The riding still elected a Green, Sonia Firstino. But the project was saved because recall the greens and the ndp entered into a power sharing arrangement so it the hospital there naturally fit into the priorities of a green ndp partnership and sure enough in 2018 john horgan goes to the site of the hospital in cowichan and announces we're going to build a new hospital and standing next to him when he does it is sonia first to know so this is a green ndp project it doesn't end there <laughs> on the eve of the 2020 snap election call the government approves the project at $887 million, up from $600 million, the earlier estimate. So it's already gone up. $887 million, it's approved as a community benefits agreement project. And then Horgan calls a snap election and goes into the riding and tells Sonia first in those voters that, hey, you don't elect a new Democrat, you're not going to get this thing, right? And First to know, you know, Sonia is kind of still learning how dirty politics can right. be. She goes, this is politicizing a project that has wide support. Well, it was, yes. And the premier's spreading fear because this project is already approved, which it was. Anyway, it, it, they didn't succeed in defeating First to Know in 2017 with the promise, and they didn't succeed in defeating her in 2020 with the promise either. So the project's going ahead. But the sense you get from this, Simi, is that this thing is, was announced as a political football and pushed forward as a political football. And it's only in the last three months they've got around to telling us what it's actually going to cost. But that's not the end of it, though, is it? Like, oh, I feel I like there's so. more coming no. with this. I don't think so. And the one thing that did ring true in the explanation we got yesterday is that this is happening all over. Yes, it is. And there's a bunch of projects out there that I would say have not been fully costed have been promised on the basis of pre-2020 economics and costing. And I think 
this is going to be a continuing theme. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. awarded a fixed price contract for something back in 2017 or 2018, yeah, they'll be able to stick to that, but they better not change the plan because if they change the plan, that's going to give the builder a chance to raise the price. So I think this is going to be a developing story. Um, you know, for example, uh, I've had notes from people saying, oh, they got this big surplus. Why don't they get going on replacing the Massey Tunnel? Well, first of all, it hasn't cleared environmental approval. That's going to take three more years. But whatever number they gave us, uh, that isn't going to stand up to scrutiny until the bids yeah. come in. I wonder, too, what we've seen from Premier David Eby, you know, since he took office, is this willingness to change the minds of, you know, change something that the previous government had been quite committed to. Is it possible that some of these projects then would be put on hold because they've simply become untenable? Well, I think they certainly will tell Treasury Board, and that's the branch of the finance, that's a committee of cabinet, but it's also a branch of the finance ministry that costs projects. I think they will be asking Treasury Board, would you, would you take a second look at some of these things? I mean, a good example, Horgan promised a new reach research and collections building for the Provincial Museum out in near his riding in the Victoria suburb. Uh, we were told that contract would be awarded this year. We've heard nothing. And I wonder if that isn't another one of these where suddenly the price tag has gone up. And I think you're, you're right, Simi. Uh, EB, EB's got a lot of money right now in the surplus, but it's short-term money, right? I think some of these projects, absolutely, uh, the Treasury Board and the Ministry of Finance should be taking a second look at them if they're not already doing that. Because uh, I don't, I, the Cowichan District Hospital so far is the most dramatic example we have, but some of the things that are driving up the price of that project are probably driving up the price of other projects as well. Right, and we've seen his willingness to halt some things, and I wonder yep. if you know if that's not going to happen at some point. Yeah, no, in, in that sense, it is a change of government, right? You've got a premier who uh, is not captured by the bureaucracy, and we saw it uh, on a small scale in terms of cost, what he did on the autism. Uh, thing you exactly. know, the Oregon government had said, "No, no, we're cutting off individual plans. We're phasing them out. We're going to give one size fits all everybody." And EB comes in and goes, "No, we're not. Like this is too hard on the families that already gone to the hard work of getting individualized plans. So we're going to grandparent them out. We'll establish new plans for new people and try to expedite approval. But uh, we're not going to, you know, punish all these people who've already gone on." done the hard work yeah. of getting those plans. So, yeah, I, I think we've seen some of that already. In that sense, he is a new premier, and uh, new premiers, uh, if they're wise, suddenly go, you know, my predecessor was a great man, but I'm not sure he got everything right. Exactly. That's what I'll be watching for on this one. Avon, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.